Yo, yo, it's Chin Check. That's who, baby. It's Wednesday, and it's time to look back at the Contender Series and look ahead to the weekend. A lot of fights. So there's a few things to talk about. There's some shit to break down. So people, <laughs> buckle up and let's go. Well, people, we've had week four of Dana White's Contender Series now, and a another week of good fights. Another week of good fights, and I, to be honest, I feel that the dis- contract decisions all made sense, right? All definitely all made sense, and we will get to um to that too. So the first fight was Colin. Huckbody uh, against Kieran Bowen, and like this was a this was interesting, right? Because Bowen came out and he was putting things together, like they were both, you know, what I mean, throwing exchange kicks and all of that. But then Bowen started to work the hands, right? He started to work those hands, and you're like, oh, he's looking good, fan. He's ri- oh, I think he could be dominant, and he hit Huck Body, and um, then you saw Huck Body go. You know what? Nah, and he goes for the takedown, which Bowen, yo, he sprawled. He stuffed that first takedown. The thing was though, and what sometimes we don't see, Huck Body then went for to the second attempt. And he continued to push through. Like, he didn't hit Bowen and then just stop. No, he just continued to push. So he then got the takedown. And once he was on top, yo, this was a different fight. (laughs) You know what I mean? This was a different fight. So, um... What did he do? Because he went through... Yeah, he went through a few different submissions. I think there was like a guillotine attempt. Um, which Bowen escaped from. We then saw Huckbody... What, he jumped on Mount? Oh, no. I think he went for an arm triangle. Didn't get that. Then jumped on Mount. And then... Bowen kind... What well, is... Because Bowen... At one point, just before the second arm triangle attempt, it looked like Bowen was going to do a reverse. But Harkbody, yo, he really, you know what I mean? He distributed his weight really well once he was on top. So, yeah, he just stopped that reversal attempt from Bowen and um, went for another... Arm triangle. Uh, the weird thing was, like, Bowen kind of gave him the perfect scenario for that second attempt. Like, he, he you know what I mean? He fought the first one. You know, changed his position. So that was great. But so it was a bit odd with the second one. And, yeah, Hugbody was not going to let a second one go. He just sunk that in. You know, he wasn't even... It was from Mount. Got it from Mount. It wasn't like properly, properly locked in. But that squeeze. Woo! Man, that was a good performance. And it was quick. So, you know, when you see a performance like that, you definitely feel, think that's a contract, man. So then the next fight, we had Mike Breeden against Anthony Romero. And uh, what was interesting, before the fight, uh, I think it was Felder, he was saying that probably Breeden had the advantage on the feet and Romero Romero on the ground. But so this fight started and, um, you know, Breeden was looking was looking good, but then Romero just kind of took over. Just took over, putting it all together. Just some great, just great combinations and movement. And the leg kicks. God damn, the leg kicks. Well, calf kicks to be precise. 
You know, he just worked those. So you then got to the point of the third, because even I think it was like at the towards the end of the second round, you could see that Breeden's legs were fucked. You know, he he stumbled. I think he went down a couple of times from the leg kicks. Right. So then going into the third, Romero is two up. I'd say. Going into the third, you just think, yeah, just attack those legs. Attack the legs and it's probably over. I think Romero threw one leg kick at the beginning of the round. But then just kind of stopped. You know, Breeden changed, um, he changed stances. And then he was just getting off. Like, he was landing on Romero, and it it looked like Romero was, uh, like, I wouldn't say in trouble, but a little bit flustered. You know, it looked like he was a little bit flustered in the third. He then kind of got it together again, but he didn't... You know, he he didn't throw leg kicks again until the very, very end. And then once he did at the end, like, yeah, Breeden went down. And you're just like, yo, why didn't you throw... If you had thrown those kicks earlier, this fight was getting stopped, right? Because we just saw the fact how Breeden just couldn't cope with those leg kicks. You know, he got up and then went for a takedown just because, you know... He just didn't want to get kicked again. But yeah, it was a bit puzzling why Romero didn't go with the leg kicks in the third. And just didn't do it to a point where yeah, Breeden just couldn't stand, you know? Um, so looking at the performance, you definitely feel that Anthony Romero, he looked good. Yeah, there's no doubting he looked good. But from seeing previous weeks, right, and just seasons, you know that when someone doesn't push a clear advantage that they have, it can be problematic. So the Romero situation, uh, I mean, that's 50-50, right? But you kind of feel he's not getting one. So then we go to um, Jeffrey Molina against Jacob Silva. Oh, my days. This was a friggin' war. Like, that fight was just insane. It was so back and forth. So back and forth. And I just think the fact Molina put Silva down at the end of the first... That was huge. That really helped just solidify that round for Molina. And then in the second round, Molina just dominated. He dominated that second round. You know? Crazy thing, because when you look at how Molina performed in the second, you thought Silva was done. But the way Silva came back in the third... Yo, Silva won the third round. Like, he put on a legitimately great performance in the third. And, um, yeah. You know, at any moment you thought, oh, shit, if he lands a big shot. Because he, he, he tagged Molina a, a few times in the third. Right? But uh, you're just thinking, oh, fuck. But, you know, overall, Molina put in a great performance. So, yeah, I think after that one, it what you were kind of like, mm, I'd be surprised if Molina doesn't, right? You know what I mean? Because yeah, it was a it was a really good performance. Um, the Alejandro Flores, uh, the Rafael Alves fight. Man, that was it was a back and full fight. That really was. But then that oh man. 
That guillotine. Whoo. Like, I don't even know, man. Flores just went for that takedown. And just the transition Alves made. Yo, to grab that guillotine. That guillotine was locked before Flores had put him on the ground. You know? That was just a great... You know, a, a great situation. And, you know, he put the leg over the body to kind of hold Flores' movement. And then you just saw him just uh, reposition that hands and just squeeze. Just squeeze. And there's, I think there was a couple of occasions where everyone thought that Flores might be out. Nope. Wasn't out. Oh, god damn. It was a great guillotine. That was a great guillotine choke, man. It was real impressive with that. And, yeah. You you know what I mean? Like, straight away, you're just like, well, that's a contract. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, if that doesn't, oh, I don't even know. Right? And then that third, that, oh, sorry, the last fight. Jamie Pickett against um, Javon Patty. Man. Like, that first round. That first round was close. Right? And I I was wondering. You know? I was, uh, a few times I was just wondering. It was like, oh, is Pickett... Like, is he there? Like, is he focused? Because Patty started to land this body-head um, combination. Every time he threw it, he landed it. Right? Every time. And that was kind of getting Patty back in. Because, like, Pickett started that, you know, the first round really well. But then Patty was coming back into it, really starting off with just the success he was having with that combination. You know, so you're just thinking, like, has Pickett got, like, this block? You know, knowing, you know, the two previous times he'd lost. So is that thing where, you know, he's now expecting that? You know what I mean? But... Then the second round starts and Pickett comes out like a motherfucking hurricane. It's a 22 punch tirade. God damn. That was some serious shit. He just blitzed Patty. Blitzed him. And... Really, the economy of punches. There weren't many that missed a target. I mean, there really wasn't many punches that missed a target. They are. It was just that continued pressure. But the first few, like, Patty still looked like he was in it. You know what I mean? But, you know what I mean? Just, Pickett just didn't stop. Didn't stop. So goddamn, that was that was great. That was great, and that was what Pickett needed. you know what I mean? I think if that fight had gone to a decision, Pickett wouldn't have got through. I think he needed a statement, and that was the friggin' statement for sure. So uh, yeah, so afterwards, yeah, it it went how I expected. You know what I mean? Like, um, Huckbody got a contract, Molina, Alvarez, and Pickett. And Romero didn't get one. You know, yeah. And yeah, you, you, like, it makes sense, right? Because this, you don't have to, you know, have a big knockout or something like that to get a contract. You fight well. You can get one. Like, look at, um, you know, Impa however you pronounce his last name, god damn it, who's fighting at the weekend. He lost the first round, you know? He lost the first round, but then that fight IQ, the way we saw him adapt 
and then just dominate, right? That got him in a contract. There was no finish, but it was just a great performance. But you can't just, you know, coast, right? If you coast, like, that says a lot. Because this is meant to be that big interview. You know what I mean? Dana's there. Like, McNaynard is there. Sean Shelby is there. They're watching. So if you then just phone it in or decide, ah, I think, mean, you know, those two and a half rounds are enough. I can just, ah, uh, just, you know, plunder around this last. You it's not looking good for you, man. So, uh, yeah. But, here's the rub, right? It, it Just because Romero doesn't get a contract doesn't mean he doesn't fight in the UFC. He wins a few, you know. Like, sometimes you just win one more fight. You put in one great performance and that can get you a call-up. Especially right now Especially right now And that's what Dana said When um, I think it was uh, Laura Sanko Asked him about Jacob Silver It was Jacob Silver God damn You know he lost but that was a great You know he had heart for days And yeah Dana was just like <laughs> He's on our radar you know, he, like, Molina wouldn't have been able to put on his performance without Silver. So if someone drops out, if we need someone, Silver gets the call. And and we have seen that. You know, there's been a good few people that didn't get contracts, but are now fighting in the UFC. So, yeah. I think, I think this... In, these fights highlighted some things for people. Right, all you have to do, if you pay attention, right, you know what to do when it's your turn to fight, right, you know what what they're looking for, you know, you know what they want, right, and even if you don't make it, you then know what to do, you know what to do, so, hey, there we go, man, you know what I mean, it's another fun week, and, um, well, we still got a month and a half. <laughs> Yo. Ah, it's awesome, man. It is awesome. I do like Tuesday nights, but goddamn, my fight pass just. It's just been terrible. Like, it keeps on shitting out. I don't know. I, yeah, it's just crazy. But, um, you know, finally got it working. So, uh, yeah, fun. Um, definitely uh, looking forward to next week. But before that, you know what I mean? There is uh, other shit to look forward to. You know what I mean? So, yeah, let's get to that, right? Okay, people. So, Saturday night, we've got another UFC card. Hey, I, I feel we've got, you know, fights every single weekend basically throughout the rest of this year which it is um let's just say it's the silver lining right um this is a fun card headlined by anthony smith against alexander rackage as of now we've got 11 fights but listen we you know especially after the last few weeks we know that shit can change you know what I mean? And it, it, it's not just the fact that, you know, people drop out, replacements come in. Sometimes we might just lose fights. But, as I said, look, right now we've got 11. And we start off in the um, the welterweight division. Right? So we've got Sean Brady against Christian Agliera. So, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a fun fight. Um, Brady is um, Basically Brady hasn't lost He's won all 12 of his Pro fights um, Now 16 win streak If you count his amateur bouts 
So, Brady last fought in uh, end of February this year. He beat Ismail Noridev. Um, and before that, he beat Colt McGee in October last year. So, those are his two UFC fights. Uh, he's coming from CFFC, uh, where I believe he was the champion. And, um, yeah, that's where he spent, really, most of his career, you know. Um, look, he's He's got a couple, you know, a couple of stoppages, you know, with the hands, a couple through submission. But, really, he's winning fights going the distance, you know what I mean? Now, Agliera, on the other hand, the beast... He's um fourteen and six. He's got a free fight win streak right now. Uh, his last fight was, oh, it was a crazy ass affair. So um it was in June, and he stopped Anthony Ivy under a minute into the fight. You know, devastating hooks. It was sensational. And that was his UFC debut. He, um, you know, yeah, he's been around. He's done his thing. He's fought in LFA a lot. He's fought in CFC, CFFC himself. You know, Bama. Yeah, he, he's done it. And he is, yeah, he's looking for the devastating finish, right? He wins most of his fights with a stoppage. You know, is there's a couple of decisions, but yeah, it's mostly he's trying to decapitate you, and I kind of feel that um yeah, it's the power, it's just he's um his instinct to come in and kill, and that's gonna be the difference. It's gonna be a scrap for sure. You know, Brady ain't a walkover. You know what I mean? But yeah, this is gonna be a war, and I feel that. You know, the beast is built for it. So, yeah. I think that's how that one goes down. Uh, Next, we jump to the strawweight division. And we have got Emily Whitmore against Pollyanna Vienna. Um, And this should be... This is going to be an interesting one, I feel. So unfortunately for Polly, she's on a free fight losing streak. Um, yeah, she came to the UFC in uh, February 2018. She beat Maya Stevenson, but then ever since, yeah, she just hasn't been able to, uh, you know, get it done. But she's fought tough opposition: JJ Aldridge, Hannah Cipher, and then Veronica Macedo. Um, her last fight was August, um, yeah, August last year, you know, um, like, she's tough, right, she's got some submissions, and all of that, you know, uh, one stoppage, yeah, but it, it, you know, mainly kind of submissions is where she is, um, you know, looking, uh, did I say she's 10 and 4? I forget. But yeah, she's going up against Emily Whitmore. Spitfire Whitmore. She's coming off a loss. Now, the big thing with Whitmore is her inactivity. Like, I feel that she's very injury prone. Um, so yeah, that's that's always going to be the thing that hampers you. You know? Um, hey, she's... She, you know, she can pull off a submission, right? She can do that, or it's going to a decision. You know that that's usually her thing. Uh, she came to the UFC via the twenty sixth season of the Contender series. You know, um, in the finale, she lost to Gillian Robertson, but then she, you know, she beat Jamie Moyle, Alexander Albu. But yeah, then she came up against uh, Amanda Ribas 
but see, this is the thing, right? Now, l looking at things, you would go with Polly, but I'm gonna go with, um, you know, Whitmore because I have seen that she is now training with Big John Wood, you know, and I, hey, John Wood is a wizard. Right, he knows to bring the best out of people, and she's got people like Sarah Kaufman, Jojo Calderwood. Yeah, you know, she's got beasts she's training with, and I feel that's gonna bring the best out of her. So yeah, I'm gonna say Whitmore gets it done here. We next go to the featherweight division. We've got Giga Cadezi against Alex Carrera. Um. Now this fight, I feel it's going to be the litmus test So Gidezi has won you know, all his fights in the UFC He's on a five fight win streak Right? Um, yeah, you know, he beat Brandon Davis Then Jamal Emmers, both split decisions And then he beat Irvin Rivera in the last outing Which was, um, that was May you know, that was May this year And the Emma's fight was March So that was on the last card before it all went crazy um, You know, I feel, I don't think we've seen Chigazi on the ground Really threatened with submissions You know, from a legitimate, you know, jujitsu wizard And I feel we're going to see that this time out you know, he's had cardio issues, we've seen that, but giving props, he's always got through, you know, so, hey, we've seen him gut down and use the heart, right, so that's always a, um, a big thing, um, but Kazera, right, he's 16 and 12, won no contest, he's a lot better than the record kind of looks, he's on a two-fight win streak, you know, beat Chase Hooper last time out. That was in June on the uh, Nunez Spencer card, UFC 250. And then before that, it was Steven Peterson, right? So, um, yeah, Kazera, he can get it done on the ground. He, he's he got great jiu-jitsu. Uh, and I feel, yeah, I feel that's going to be the difference here. I think he's going to get a um, submission win. But if he doesn't, if Kadezi can, you know, stifle, the, you know, the groundwork and win, hey, that's going to tell us a lot, right? But as it is, I'm going with Kazeras here. So uh, then we jump to the middleweight division. We got Zach Cummings against Alessio Dishikuro. Um, yeah, I don't think I pronounced that one correctly, but, uh, you know. Now, this one. So, Dichonero, he's on a two-fight losing streak. He's 12-4. and four. So, um, Manzo, yeah, he came via the Ultimate Fighter. No, no, he didn't, actually. <laughs> he did not. Um, no, he came into the UFC 2016, though, in... Um, April, uh, came off a loss, but then, you know, he, he's been very up and down, right, but I feel the big thing is, he's, um, I don't know, he's very injury prone, a bit like Whitmore, so he's not been able to fight very frequently, his last two fights, so, um, September last year against Makhmadov, Maradov, um, and then, um, before that, it lost to Kevin Holland. Both very good fighters, both very tough. So there's no shame in that. But yeah, hasn't fought since September. At the most, he can he maybe fights twice a year. So yeah, that, that's a problem, you know. Um now Cummings, he's 23 and 7. Right? He's coming off a loss. You know, but he is just, yeah, he's just got more fights, more experience. You know, he's fought tougher opposition. Um, 
Yeah, he likes a submission or he can go to a decision. Yeah, I think Cummings has probably got just got enough experience to get the win here. His UFC career has been a bit up and down. You know, he's never really been able to build the momentum, you know, to break through. But yeah, I feel that he's seen enough to be able to get past this challenge. Okay, so then we jump to the uh, strawweight division. And we got a fun fight. So we have um, Mallory Martin, you know, against Hannah Cypher. And, um, yeah, this this is, you know, it's a good fight. Um, Martin is six and three. She's coming off a loss. Uh, so... You know, her UFC debut was December last year. And it was against, you know, Vianna J.G. Roba. Who, as we saw recently against Felice Herring, is tough. You know, she did the same to Martin. She got a rear naked choke early into the second round. Um, but Martin, you know, she's she's been there. She's fought in Invicta. She won on the contender series, wasn't able to get, you know, the contract, but went, got a win in Victor 38 and then got the call to the UFC. You know, she can um, stop a fight. She's got a couple of ground and pound stoppages and she's got a couple of submissions. So, you know, we know she knows what she's doing when it comes to all of that. But, you know, she's facing Hannah Cypher, you know. And look, we know Cypher is tough, you know. She doesn't get called shockwave for nothing, right? She's 10 and 6. She's had tough times of late. She's on a free fight losing streak. But when you look at the people she's lost to, so Angela Hill, Mackenzie Dern, and um, Maria Agapova. So, yeah, all extremely tough. Right, she's fought a couple of times this year. Uh, you know, she, yeah, you know, she can stop you with strikes and punches. Um, not, not really versed with the submissions, which, yeah, has been an issue in those last two fights. But yeah, she's tough. I feel that. You know, this is a big fight, right? She knows she needs to win this fight. And I feel that's going to be the thing. That's going to drive her to be able to get it done. You know, so yeah. I'm saying Cypher for the win here. Right, but then. Okay, so we go to the main event of the prelims. We have got. Oh man, it's a good one We have got a good one for you people We've got Maki Pitolo Against Impa Kasane uh, So yes, yeah, a middleweight clash Both came via the Contender Series So, like, listen We've seen um, Pitolo do his thing a couple of times this year Right? He had the um, sensational win against Chris Bird back in June at UFC 250. And then he had that, you know, that loss to Darren Stewart in, uh, you know, beginning of August. Right, so we, yeah, we do that. And look, we know he he throws down. Petolo has those coconut Bombs, as it were, right? So he's really trying to take your head off. He he does have um, you know, a couple of submission wins, but yeah, mainly he's trying to kill you, right? Now, um, yeah, this like this is crazy, right? So um, Kasani, he's uh, you know, he's on a nine fight win streak. When you you know. Factor in amateur fights as well. Won all seven of his pro fights. He's beat you know, 
couple of times in the contender series. Won both. Problem was, though, he didn't get signed the first time. Was experience. Scheduled free fight. All fell through. So he came back. Got a, um, a great win. Just the other week. On the contender. And he got the contract. So, um, hey... He told Dana that he's ready to fight again. And as promised, he's got that fight. Now, like experience is going to be an issue. But we did see some really good fight IQ in his last contender series fight. You know, lost the first round, made great, you know, additions and came back and just dominated. So, yeah, we, we've seen him do that, but it's can he get it done at this super high level? You know what I mean? He's, um yeah, he's got a lot of decisions. He has got a rear naked choke um, that he got last year because, you know, all these fights were literally last year. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's tough. We can see that he can take a punch. You know what, I'm going to roll the dice here I'm going to roll the dice And I'm going to say Kasanya gets the win He's going to be riding that momentum You know, he, he's high on getting a contract Yeah, I'm going to say he pulls off the win Right? It's a, it should be a fun fight to bring us into the main card though, people That's a fact, right? So yeah, looking forward to that Okay, so we start the, the main card with a fun fight. It's a rematch as well. So it's um a light heavyweight clash between Magnadev Ankaleyev and Ion Kutalabra. So they um yeah, they originally clashed. Man, I, I feel it was I feel it's earlier this year. Right, and um, Kutalabra was, you know, he was faking, he was rope doping, and the fight got called off, even though you could see that he wasn't out, he wasn't rock, as he he didn't go down, he was on his feet, right? But yeah, fight got stopped. It was in, it was crazy, it was weird, but you know, they're rematching, which is always good. Um, it was scheduled a few weeks back, but I feel I believe Kutalabra got um COVID, so yeah, now they get to clash. So who's gonna win? That's the question. So Ankalaev, he's thirteen and one, coming off four wins, and um yeah, been on a bit of a tear. So he. Ah oh, man, he he dramatically lost his debut, dramatically, in the last minute. I feel it was on the buzzer, really, against Paul Craig. Craig hit a triangle with the with ten seconds to go, and yeah, the tap came literally on the buzzer. It was insane. But since then, yeah, he's just got it done. You know, he's, he's won those next four fights. Uh, one via decision. The rest stoppages, including, yeah, including the dubious win over Kutalabra, which was February. So it's the end of February of this year. All right. So, um, yeah, that's what happened. Um yeah, he he's mainly um yeah mainly winning by stoppage, or it might go to decision. Now Kutalabra, on the other hand, right? So um we, we you know we've seen him, we've seen him do his thing, you know what I mean? He's been in the UFC for um he's been in there for a while, I feel, you know. So the Hulk has a record of 15-5-1, no contest. And, um, yeah, you know, as you realise, the last fight was a loss. Um, 
And yeah, you know, he throws. <laughs> he basically comes, he wants to take your head off. So he's mainly winning with punches. He did win um with an Oma Plata. You know, but that was whew, that was a while back. That was in 2015. So yeah, it, it actually he's got a couple of go-go platters, you know, but um yeah, it, it it's mainly, you know, punches. Um yeah, this is, I don't know. This is a friggin' tricky one. I'm gonna say Kutalabra is really... Uh, he, he wants to get this fight, right? He wants to get the win. But I feel like he could get a little too, you know, riled up. And I think that's gonna play into Ankalaev's hands. Um, which, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think Ankalaev will, uh, get the win here, you know, I think he's going to, um, yeah, just, you know, catch Kutalaba as he comes in, you know, like that, that's what I think is going to happen, uh, so our next fight, we drop down to the featherweight division, we got Ricardo Lamas, and he's fighting Bill Aligo. Now, he was meant to be fighting Ryan Hall, but unfortunately, Hall got injured. So, yeah, the, uh, Rigo is um, filling in on, uh, oh, I think it's like a week, couple of weeks notice. Something like that, right? So, um... Lamas, man, we have seen him He has been in there with a lot of high-level dudes Right? He's 19 and 8 Coming off a loss in the last fight Uh, So we're going to see if the bully can, uh, you know, rebound That last fight was against Calvin Cater So, you know (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's a tough fight for anyone, right? Um, now, that fight, though, was June last year. Has been a bit up and down for him of late. You know, like, there was a period when he was, yeah, he was doing his thing. But, yeah, he just come across some tough times, you know? So we'll, we'll see what he can do, but he, you know, he's got good hands. He he knocks people out, and he can pull off the submission. You know, he got a guillotine against Dennis Bermudez. He um also got one against Charles Oliveira. You know what I mean? So yeah, there is that, but. He's fighting a newcomer, Billy Algo, who's thirteen and four. Coming off a win You know, senior perfecto Uh, So that was um, CFFC And, and, you know, he fought recently 13th of August So, yeah, he's gonna Should be just fresh, man He'll be coming in fresh Uh, Now, he competes in grappling competitions It would seem Um he he did fight in a contender series Wasn't able to get it done um, that night That was in last year, season 3 He does like a submission But he can stop people as well You know, one with a switch kick Hmm I don't know This is... And this is going to be a tough one You know, this is going to be a tough one But fuck it You know what, I'm feeling crazy I'm going to say Algo He um he gets the upset Yeah I'm going to say Algo gets the upset win here Which um definitely rolling the dice But fuck it, you know what I mean um, So then we go to Ji Young Kim Against Alexa Grasso So that's the ladies flyweight division Um, And let's take a look 
You know, Kim is um, 9-2-2, won a last fight. So, Fire Fist is uh, looking to um, repeat that success. Um, So, yeah, she's had... This will be a SIP fight in the UFC. Yeah, this will be a SIP fight in the UFC. You know, um... Like mainly going to decision, couples split decisions. You know she did get a um. Yeah, she did win with hooks to the body against Nadine Kasem, in her last fight. That was October last year, the um, UFC two forty three Whitaker v Adesanya. Um. Yeah, but she's been out for a minute. Now, she is going up against Alexa Grasso, who is just, ooh, she's a bit of a savage. She's 11-3, and three, coming off a loss in her last fight uh, to Carla Esparza, which I kind of feel that, you know what I mean, she, she won that fight. Right, I think she did, you know, more of the damage and everything like that. Uh, that was September last year. Um, now we've seen like Grasso, yeah, she's um, man, Grasso is good, you know, Grasso is good, but yeah, she's kind of just learning on the job, you know. what I mean, she came via um, Invicta where she was just killing things, man, killing things. So yeah, she you know she, in the UFC she's fought some, she yeah she's fought had some tough fights. Yo, Tatiana Suarez was, whew, yeah, that was a tough one. But I feel that Grasso is, you know, she's coming into her own, and I feel that yeah she wins this fight. You know, yeah, I think mean, Grasso all day with this one. Um. So then we go into our co-main event. We've got ruthless Robbie Lawler against Neil Magny. So it's a welterweight clash, and uh, yeah, you know, old uh, Robbie. He's twenty-eight, fourteen, one no contest. So he is coming off three losses, you know, which is tough. But he's fought some tough people, you know. He um last time out it was a Kobe Covington loss, the the Bill Dog choke to Ben Askren was he out? <laughs> like, who knows? Everyone's got a different opinion on that one. And then before that, it was uh, Rafael de Sonjos. So yeah, I mean, Lola. He's had a tough time of late, right? Because in the Covington fight, he just didn't look like he could change gears. Yo, he just looked like he was, you know, in quicksand a bit. And I guess we can say the same with the Rafael dos Anjos fight. Like, in the last fight where he just looked just mean. And like the old Lawler was the Askren fight. As he nearly took Ben's head off at the start of that one, right? That's when we last saw Robbie with that ruthless friggin' fashion. But he's a vet. I mean, he is a vet. Fought in the UFC back in the day. Then went away, went to strike force, did his thing there. Then he came back. Came back in 2013 and has just been, yeah, just doing his thing ever since, you know. So, uh, yeah, you know, it could be a changing of the guard here, right? So, um, old Magni, he's 23 and 7. So, the Haitian sensation is on a two-fight win streak. Uh, that was Anthony Rocco Martin last time out, which was um yeah June this year, and then uh, Zhang Lang, um Jing Lang Li, 
uh, which I f- kind of feel in that fight, that was March, and ain't people thought, you know, people thought he wasn't going to do, and I feel he lost that first round, but then he just came back and just took over, just took over in that fight, um, yeah, like, uh, Magni is, you know, he's been in there, he's done his thing, like, just remember that Hector Lombardo fight, right, so we know he can take shots and come back from being the nail, right, he can knock you out, he can choke you out, I think Magni gets the job done here, yeah, I think Magni comes away with the win, you know, (sighs) which would be tough, that would be four straight losses, to um, you know, Lawler, and who knows what he wants would do after that. I kind of feel that he'd probably hang it up, but who knows, right? Guess if he performs like he did in the last fight, I think he might do. But um, yeah, I feel that this is gonna be a fun fight though. I feel it's gonna be a fun fight, but yeah, I think Magni gets it. I think Magni gets it. So that takes us to the main event. Um, Anthony Smith against Alexander Rakic Now, it's only three rounds Right, only three rounds I think Smith talked about, like, the reasoning for this On uh, Believe You Me Um, hell, that was last week, right So, yeah, go check that out It was a fun interview, you know Um, but yeah This is gonna be interesting, right so Rackage has been doing interviews, did unfiltered this week, and he did believe you and me. Right? So he's 12 and 2, coming off a loss in the last fight, which was against Volkom Uzamir. It was a split decision. Um, and that was December last year. Right? But you know, he came to the UFC in 2017, won a couple of decisions. And, um, yeah, then he murked the next two people. Oh, Devin Clark with a spinning back fist. And then that head kick against Jimmy Manua, which was, oh, so vicious. So vicious. Now, from what he's been saying in his interviews, right, he's saying that he is, um, he's got legitimate jiu-jitsu skills, we haven't seen it, you know, in a fight yet. But, yeah, he's saying he can get it done on the ground. Right? So, that's where it gets interesting. You know what I mean? So, Anthony Smith. You know what I mean? Lionheart. He is, he's just been doing the thing for a long ass time. 33 and 15. Woo! Coming off a loss um, And you know We've seen him at middleweight Moved up to light heavyweight And just been on a bit of a resurgence you know, The last fight against Glover Teixeira um, Were in May He looked sensational At the beginning of that fight He really did But Now he has said that it's the uppercut that turned things around. He he was just too... Uh, wasn't paying attention, you know. Way too confident after just dominating. Got caught with the uppercut. But, interestingly, when you um, hear... I think it was Dominic Cruz. It was just... He threw so many punches... Yo, so many punches He was going at such a pace That he just wore himself out You know And I feel that If Rakic looks at that fight And thinks, you know, Smith is done That could be very problematic for him You know, definitely could be problematic for him You know, like um, We've seen him choke people out Right, he got the rear naked against Volkan Uzumir. Same against um, Alexander Gustafsson. He fought in um, 
you know, Quintet Ultra. Got a couple of draws there. Now, although I do feel the jujitsu that we've seen has been a little bit scrappy, you know, like he probably should have got Vulcan out of there quicker than he did. But he still has those skills, right? Still has those skills. And I think that could be the difference. You know, Rackage seems to think that it won't be. And that he can submit, um, you know, Smith. But we haven't seen Rackage. So if he's overconfident and they do go to the ground, it could be over. But, you know what, I'm going to say Smith gets it done. I just think he's got too much experience. You know, just too much experience. Now, Rackage is tough. You know, Rackage is definitely a future star. But not, you know, not Saturday night. Not Saturday night. You know, I think Smith's going to have one final run at things. And, um, yeah, then that will be it. But then it's Rackage's time, you feel me? But yeah, I think Smith Smith pulls off the win. But yo, we got some fun fights. You know, I ain't just looking at this card, man. We just got some fun fights. So hey, I'm looking forward to it. You know what I mean? I man, I cannot quite remember how we did. I didn't think we did that badly last week, you know? So Hey, people, I still feel you can trust, I still feel you can trust the, um, the selections, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, let me know if you followed my advice and you won a lot of scratch, you know, I'll let you keep it all, it's all good, but yeah, it'll be interesting to, uh, to know, but, um, people, that's us, and, um, yeah, let's see what the fuck happens, right? Okay, people, so we're uh, close to the end of another episode, but (laughs) there has been some movement in the fight game, as there always is, but I'm gonna say that, I do find it interesting, the amount of people who are just all like, oh, I can't believe that person wasn't given a contract, Ah, this is just terrible. This is ridiculous. And it's just like under like this show doesn't even have to ha- who else has something like the contender series, right? Who else is giving people opportunities? Like it's not a requisite that you appear and then you get a contract. You know what I mean? And also it, it's just like this is like your platform to perform so if you don't get a contract you have all the other big organizations so you can either right wait for them to call you or put together a tape you know what I mean you could send the whole fight the highlights but send that across to every fucking promotion and be like this is my last fight I was fire, boom, when do you want to sign me, motherfucker, you know what I mean, like, what the fuck, people, come on, and, um, what was I saying, right, (laughs) what was I fucking saying about the weekend's fights, and, uh, anything could change, well, after I finished the breakdown, literally, I have just seen that, uh, yeah, Giga Kadezi is now out of his fight against Alex Cazares. Um, but Cazares is still going to be on the card. He's going to be fighting Kevin Chrome now, who I think is a champion from another organization. Um, but yeah, Saturday will be his UFC debut. All right, so some other fights. Um. Gosh, what are we looking at? So, uh, at UFC Vegas 11. So, I think that's in September. We've got um, Shamil. Um, oh, God. How do I pronounce this? 
Abdurbunov, right, he's going to be fighting Cyril Gain. So um, I think that fight's been talked about, but yeah, it's officially taking place. Actually, I think it's the 19th of September. Yeah. Um, on the 10th of October, we've got Rodrigo um, Nascimento is fighting Chris Dulcus. So uh, that should be fun. Um, then the following week on the 17th of September, Renato Moracano is, um, yo, he's back in there and he will be fighting Magmaded Mustavev. Um, and then this fight, oh, god damn, this fight is tasty. On the 31st of October, Andre Feely is fighting Bryce Mitchell. That's a fun fight. That's a fun fight. So, um, yeah, this is going to be Fug Nasty's toughest opponent, I feel. You know what I mean? And um, we know Touchy Feely has got some... He's got that guillotine... I mean, that all the alpha male got that guillotine, and um, yeah, he feel he's got some other shit as well, and we know he's got some good hands. So yo, this is gonna be a fun fight. This fight will definitely, you know what I mean, be a litmus test for Mitchell. It will tell us where he's at. So yeah, I am looking for. There's some good fights on the 31st of October, people. And um, you know we're gonna blink and it's gonna be upon us. So, <laughs> but that's us, man. We are done. So, um, yo, we will touch base again on Friday, uh, where we'll just be looking at news and shit like that. So until then, people, have fun. You know what I mean? Enjoy yourself. Stay safe. And uh, yeah. I'll see you Friday. All right. Peace.